Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And we are here to bring you Michigan football each and every week. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. And this is actually our preview episode for the 2016 season. We're pretty excited about it. We got some good feedback from some people and their thoughts on how we think Michigan football is going to do in 2016. But uh, before diving in, kind of a little reference back to our last episode, what we finished off of, we were, uh, uh, it was a late night, but we were kind of excited to check out a new game and jump on, but Craig was a little disappointed when he wasn't able to play the division with me last Monday night, because you had a technical error there on your side. Yeah, well, I think it uh, loaded, and then it had another load to go, so I think I waited like 10 hours for loading this game and yeah. I was, I got tired of it. So it went, not only did it take me five and a half hours, but it took me another five and a half hours to actually load the application. Yeah. So, so was... I wasn't able to play and you did. And you know, you're, you're, you, if anybody doesn't know is Caleb um, plays a little bit more than me. So, and that's understandable, but he's really good at these games. So I, you know, I've found out that pretty quickly. So he's leveled up pretty high and, I'm trying to play catch up. Uh, Maybe because I'm old, man. Because uh, I'm old, man. I, I, hey, I didn't say it. You said that, but I, I'm I'm kind of taking my time now. I'm taking my time, but uh, yeah. but yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun game. I've been really into it, and uh, actually, I've seen a lot of other people get into it too. So it's been fun. If you're a gamer and you haven't checked it out, I encourage you and uh, have some fun with it. But uh, on to the main topic. On the main subject of Michigan football, like we said, this is going to be our episode of the 2016 predictions. Um, I'm just going to do a little intro here of talking about what the actual schedule looks like. Uh, if uh, people are unaware, they can't remember if they've looked at it before. Uh, but a very, quite a favorable schedule for Michigan, um, considering that there are actually eight home games next year and only four road games. Now, granted, some of, the, some of those road games are pretty rough, but um, having eight home games is pretty crazy. So I'll, I'll go down the schedule here. Um, we've got uh, at home against Hawaii, at home against Central Florida, at home against Colorado, at home against Penn State, at home against Wisconsin. So that's five home games right there to start off the season. That's that's pretty good. And our first road game is at Rutgers. And then we go into our bye week um, there in October. And then the next game is at home against Illinois. That's actually homecoming. And then we go on the road uh, to Michigan State. Then at home against Maryland, on the road at Iowa at home against Indiana and finishing off on the road at Ohio State. So, a uh, brief overview of that. I mean, it's it is favorable with having so many home games, but then you do have those two big rivalry games on the road that people were really kind of not too happy about when that got released, but eight home games, four road games, two of the road games being really tough. That's not too bad, but uh, an interesting thing that I mentioned before that I wanted to bring up again uh, is that Michigan will be facing off against five first-year coaches, and I was able to find out the fifth one for this, Um, but in the Big Ten, Rutgers, Illinois, and Maryland all have first-year coaches, but then also Hawaii and UCF have new coaches as well, so that's kind of an interesting 
factoid right there. But, uh, but yeah, to, uh, to kind of get that out of the way, but we're going to start off with sharing the thoughts of some of our listeners. Uh, we have one voicemail and then, uh, we had two other people contact us and give their predictions. So we're going to share those and then we're going to break those, their thoughts down. And then Craig and I are going to go in and predict what we think is going to happen. So, uh, Craig, you, you got contacted and you had some thoughts to share. Yeah. I've, um, well, I'll just keep his last name. We have a friend of mine named Jason um, contacted me, and he said um, more likely that the Michigan Wolverines this year probably going to – it looks like that they may run about uh, – I'm hearing 10-2. It seems to be the ongoing, what I'm hearing, um, and the, obviously the two losses – that they point out, and I'm not exactly sure. I get where the one is coming from, and, and that is at the horseshoe at Ohio State because right. they have so many good players. That, you know, they're just they're loaded um, all the time. Plus, they got J.K. Barrett at quarterback, so he's always a dual threat quarterback and throws pretty well. Um, I know they don't have uh, Ezekiel Elliott. They lost a few guys. They lost some on defense. So. If we were going to beat them, this would be the time. I mean, can I see Michigan beating them? Sure. But um, he said 10-2, and that would be the one loss. The one other loss that he said that might be, and it was pretty interesting, is he said that um, it's either or. Either he sees it um, at Iowa or he sees it at Michigan State. And and the reason was is he sees us probably beating Michigan State, then maybe one of those losses would might be to possibly Iowa and Iowa is the only the reason why he said was because of the very fact is out of all the teams we played this year I think there's a lot of new uh, starting quarterbacks I think over either half of them of the games that we're playing have new quarterbacks and Iowa's not one I think they got uh, you know Beer back and he's going to be at quarterback so we'll see how he does I mean is he fantastic quarterback no but he's really good it's a good manager of the game so he did really well so he's going to be obviously has a lot of experience so that was what he came to me with and i thought that was a pretty good um indication on what he thought and broke it down pretty well yeah those are some good thoughts yeah yep for sure uh iowa is a highlighted uh one of the tougher games for michigan next year so um Mm -hmm. I had someone contact me as well, um, Brandon, our friend Brandon that we talked about. Uh, we were communicating. He gave me his thoughts. Uh, he's on Twitter at Brandon underscore darling. Um, but he was saying that uh, he was right along the lines. And actually, a lot of things I've seen are people thinking this. But uh, an improvement from last year, uh, thinking 10-2 and two, uh, with the possibility of 11-1, but really feeling 10-2 and two and the the – I guess you would say more obvious chance of a loss was the Ohio game. That's what Brandon mentioned. Um, but then also he's worried about losing at Michigan State since you're talking about those two big road games. So those are the two that he highlighted, but he feels pretty good about having a slightly better season than last year. Um, so those were his thoughts. And then actually uh, we have a voicemail, uh, which we will go ahead and play here. Hey, this is Craig out in Arizona. I just wanted to give my prediction for the Michigan football season coming up. Um, I think 
they got a great recruiting class coming in. It looks like to me that they're probably going to finish 10 and 2 uh, this year with a one game improvement. I think the top three teams that they're going to uh, maybe struggle with would be Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. I think they will lose two of those three games, probably winning Penn State at home. I think Michigan State on the road would be a tough game. And then obviously Ohio State has the best athletes in the Big Ten, and they are returning their quarterback. So I feel like they're probably going to finish 10-2 and two during the regular season, hopefully 11-1 and one if they can beat Michigan State as well um, and get a really good bowl game. So that's what I got. I think as far as improvements or where they need, uh, they need to find a quarterback. Jake Rudolph outperformed uh, last year. It was kind of unexpected how well he performed. So they're going to have to find a uh, quarterback to fill his spot that can perform and be consistent, as well as a consistent run game. I didn't really like how uh, the run game performed well early on, but I think they struggled uh, late in the season. I think they need improvements there, and just they need a reboot on the defense uh, with their athleticism. I think they're losing a lot of good players on the defensive side, so hopefully they can get some guys, some younger talent to come in and play well. Um, so those are my prediction. 10 and 2, hopefully 11 and 1. Thanks. So there we have it again. There is uh, another prediction for most likely a 10 and 2, possibly 11 and 1. I mean, <clears throat> everybody's giving us high hopes for next season. Uh, a lot of great things. Uh, he mentioned the recruiting class, which, uh, you know, Michigan did a great job with recruiting. So um, with those three predictions uh, from those listeners, Craig, uh, why don't you go ahead and give your thoughts? Well, I'm going to respond, obviously, to the voicemail, um, what he said. Um, I haven't agree with a lot of it. What he said, um, you know, we're, you, we're going to be breaking in, obviously, the defensive. Uh, the linebackers are always concerned, and we lost the, the linebackers were concerned, and then we lost the linebackers that were seniors. So they kind of underperformed this year, this past year, and so we got new ones coming in. So we lost uh, James Ross, Bolden, and Desmond Morgan. So we're going to have uh, Ben Gideon, who I heard is doing really well. And then you're probably going to have maybe Reuben Jones getting in there, and then McCray, and, and then obviously the four star Devin Bush Jr. coming in, who I heard probably compete right away in that position. And then obviously the one is the defensive back would be the Jabril preppers at defensive back and things like that. So, um, and, you know, Stribling and Jeremy Clark. So, but I, like we said, I think we talked about in the last podcast is would peppers move in that linebacker position to fill a void there. So, and he might, and that's, uh, obviously the big, question mark the big question mark in the air on what happens there but um one of the things i did tell caleb is you know they are we are this year not only did you say that we have a lot of home games a lot of new coaches but we also have a lot of new quarterbacks happening yeah. this year uh just going through them and i'm like looking at them, michigan state does um uh, iowa doesn't but you got wisconsin does penn state yeah a lot Penn State does, yep. Uh, I think Indiana does. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I was just looking, going over them, and I'm thinking, Penn, yeah, yeah. And Illinois is, is up and coming. I don't know if they are. I think maybe Maryland might, but they had a guy that was red shirting, and he actually had to come in halfway through the season. Maybe it was Rutgers. I'm not sure, but um, Indiana. 
Um, but <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I don't see this year whatsoever Michigan losing to Michigan State. I just can't see Harbaugh losing the state this year, especially with the team we got coming back and Jim's passion to win that game at their home with their team that they have right now with the new quarterback. I just can't see it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to kind of put that in the win mark because the very fact is Jim is going to have this team ready and ready to prepare. The only one I hiccup I would see would be, like I said, Iowa or possibly Penn State or Wisconsin, but any of the other ones I, I can't see us losing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just to get my thoughts kind of in there on uh, – what the listeners said and uh thanks again for giving us your input uh we really appreciate that that's yeah. what that's what we have the show here for we want to hear what other people are thinking and uh talking about with michigan football so much appreciated uh i think i mean a lot of it's very similar like we were saying i mean they're looking at 10 to people are hopeful or thinking that's possible with 11 and 1 um great input there on the voicemail i uh, really like getting a lot of information out of that one um obvious uh i mean we had great things on defense last year even with yeah. the struggles so while there are some a couple big gaps on the defense i think that uh things will be improving uh improving even a, a little bit more or staying around the same area i mean we had those shutout games and so a good great defensive year and then we, we've got don brown so don't forget about the yeah. new stuff we got yeah. um but yeah definitely highlighting Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio's tough games, totally understandable. Possibly overlooked the, like you had mentioned, that Penn State will have a new quarterback, so that probably works in our favor. So that might not be as tough of a game as we anticipate. So, yeah, I and I really appreciate uh, Jason's uh, highlighting of Iowa because I think that's one, too, where... I mean, you know, you only got four road games, and two of them yeah. are your rival games, and one of them is the Big Ten West champ last yeah. year. So, I mean, they're they're legit. I mean, they've been inconsistent over the past few seasons, so maybe it's not going to be as tough. But going to Iowa is never easy. Um, yeah. Usually when... And I'm not saying this always, but usually when Iowa doesn't have the greatest year, usually it's their road record that hurts them, not their home record. They have they play tough at home, so that's not going to be easy. And that's actually one that we talked a little bit about. I, I still don't know about the uh, feasibility of it, but a uh, road trip game would be pretty cool to maybe try to catch that one because yeah. I know my cousin will be out there, but that's another conversation. So, yeah, great, uh, great contact from our listeners and uh, really – appreciate that so um with that thought process and everything in mind uh, i know you gave a little bit insight but do you want to dive in a little bit more on your thoughts looking at the i mean do you want to i don't do you have the schedule right in front of you then well let's go through and i'm gonna kind of i'm pulled up and <clears throat> is the actual teams that are breaking in new quarterbacks and which one's on Wisconsin isn't really breaking in a new quarterback. They actually have a new starter while well, he's been waiting. Costave is gone, but they actually have a senior coming in Bart Houston. He's going to be taking over, but he's a senior. So 
but he doesn't have a lot of playing time. So I don't know if you're going to, we're going to count that as somebody who's going to have, you know, a lot of experience, probably not, but you know, he's not a, a newbie coming in. Uh, looks like, um, obviously Penn state does, um, you know, Michigan State, obviously, he's going to have a Tyler O'Connor. is probably going to win that, and he'll probably end up starting. So he's a new starter there. Um, Maryland. Um, yeah, I think they like – I think Maryland has the same guys coming in, right? Uh, I think they may have gone – because they played at least two quarterbacks, if not three. I think actually in yeah. our game they had three quarterbacks coming. They did, yeah. I remember that game against us. They put in a couple quarterbacks to play us. So, yeah. so they might be losing. Yeah. They might be losing one, but they have at least right. two guys on there that have had. Well, I believe at least two. They have at least one that's had playing experience. So he might be relatively. Uh, he might not have a lot of experience, but their quarterback's going to have some playing time. Yeah. Yep. And then um, it looks like. Um, I, uh, Illinois doesn't obviously they have West Lunt coming in. He's uh he's a senior, so he'll have a lot of um, uh, playing experience at least a little bit. But, um, but yeah, those are the guys that are kind of new and ones that aren't. So and it looks kind of favorable for us that that way too. So as far as the other teams, I don't know. You know, I oh, Hawaii if they do or not. I don't know if USCF does. Well, one thing I'll mention about uh, Central Florida is uh, maybe I should look it up. I know they had a bad season last year. Um, yeah, they I, usually I, in the past them pretty well for overachieve for a team like them. But uh, I want to say that they didn't even win a game. Um, yeah, I think did their coach leave? I think it was. Uh, well, yeah, they've got they have a new coach, uh, so yeah. I don't know if he got fired. Yeah, I think he. Either he left it, yeah, he probably got fired. But uh. Uh, da, 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 let's see, I'm gonna try to pull up here. But yeah, I mean, if you go, if you have a winless season, you're probably gonna lose your job. Oh, yep, look, uh, lost, yeah. lost, 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 lost. Yep, not a single win. Their final record was zero and twelve. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's what happened there. So there, yeah. that looks like a relatively easy game. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but something that i kind of oh go ahead did you so you this? want so you want my thoughts on the season right well something actually i'll probably i'll point out real quick before you do that okay. something that you might uh want to take note of because i thought it was just kind of interesting to see but uh, i mean just kind of uh if you look at it um we've got eight home games and there's really only two that you're looking at as really tough opponents, Penn state and Wisconsin. We've already mentioned how Penn state might not be as tough as um, last year with breaking in a new quarterback. Wisconsin's always a solid team. So you just never know the rest are, I'm not going to say essentially easy, but easier. Um, But then you only have four road games and we already mentioned that two of them are rivalry games. So that's not going to be easy. Rutgers probably isn't going to be, um, anything too difficult but then i was never never an easy opponent but this is the thing that i kind of want to point out is how we start off with five home games like five that's that's all you start off with three um good intro teams hawaii uh ucf and then colorado and then you get into the some of your tougher games but they're home games so if you got penn state and wisconsin so you could you could get those out of the way right away and then you've only got three left for the rest of the season but your first road game is at Rutgers. 
and we've already talked about how they're probably not going to be doing very well. They didn't do very well last year, and they have a new coach that they're going to be working with a new system. So that's your first road game, which is pretty nice. Then you get a bye week. That's where their bye week falls in. Yeah. So you come back, and you get they get to have homecoming against Illinois. So yeah. that's that's pretty favorable. But then you have Michigan State after that. So it's kind of nice to have that bye week, maybe not immediately before Michigan State, because that's actually what we saw last year, uh, and I wanted to point this out, is we had that bye week, and then we played Minnesota, and we almost lost that game. So yeah. I'm glad that we don't have the bye week, and then we play Michigan State, because I, I don't think it's going to be something that's a consistent year-after-year thing, but just that kind of scary coming off of bye week and ha- struggling really bad, I'd rather play Illinois at home then go on the road to Michigan State, even though it's a bye week right? beforehand. So so then you go to Michigan State, and then um, you come home to play Maryland, which uh, will probably be, of course, interesting because it's uh, going to be DJ Durkin, but you're at home at Maryland, which is going to be kind of a coming off of the Michigan State game, probably will help things out. But then you have at Iowa, and then you go on the road, or then you come back home to play Indiana, then you play Ohio State. We don't even have two back-to-back road games. And we have these easier opponents in between Michigan State and Iowa and then in between Iowa and Ohio State. So, I mean, these are all – all these things are pretty favorable for Michigan. And I wanted to point that out because not only do we have eight home games and four road games, we don't have back-to-back road games, and all these things are kind of – in Michigan's favor. Really, the only thing that's not in Michigan's favor is the fact that we're playing on the road at Michigan State and Ohio State. That's really the only thing that's not favorable. Yeah, I was looking at this, and I'm going, wow, you're doing Hawaii, which should be a win. Obviously, UCF is a win. Colorado, you know, I don't know much about Colorado. Um, That's a win. The only one I would see might give us a little bit of trouble is Penn State. There was okay team i think we'll obviously i think we'll win that game i think we'll wisconsin will be another little bit of tougher game wisconsin, uh, we'll win that game is yeah i mean you're right kale you look at this and it's nothing like coming in like we did last year and you're already playing the top five team in utah yeah i mean rudolph came in and he's already under the gun and he's throwing what three to four interceptions during that game and it's like the team's not gelling Mm-hmm. Rudolph, you know, obviously couldn't throw 10 yards, and he really was thrown into a system that he wasn't even a year into and then wasn't on the same page as the receivers or his tight ends. And then we almost won that game, and we were down by only seven points. We could have won it. So, and you look at what we got going here, and you got a corn just been sitting behind um, Rudolph for all year, waiting for this moment, and he's very consistent, and he's and he obviously has a lot of playing time. And you're right, man. Is this just sets up very, very well for Michigan? Yeah. And every and I'll, I have to, if you say, hey, you know what, Michigan's we go to Rutgers on a road game, and then we get the bye, we win that, we get a bye to rest up, heal up, and then we play. Illinois at home, that's great for us. And then you go to at Michigan State, that's great for us. Yeah. Instead of like you say, two road win or two road games in a row, we don't have to do that. They're like, there's no back to back at all, and it sets really well for us. Yeah, and you don't have uh, any long 
uh, trips either. I mean, the furthest no. you're going to be going is Iowa, and that's the only time you're going to be going west at all. Yeah. Because you've got at Michigan State, which is like a jump, hop, and skip away, and then you've got Ohio State, which is not that bad at all. So, I mean, no. even your road games aren't that far, <laughs> except for Iowa. So Yeah, it's great. It's, it works out. I mean, it really does. Yeah, so no. um, did you want to give your final prediction on what you think the record is going to be, or do you want to keep, like, breaking it down a little bit? Well, um, it's kind of like you're talking about the the coaches, the new coaches, and let's go through – do we know? Uh, let's go through the new coaches on on the schedule and who they have. Um, yeah, they've got uh, Hawaii is a new one. I don't know who the okay coach is. So Hawaii, Cent- yeah, Central Florida has a new coach. Okay, um, and uh, oh, that was the Oregon offensive coordinator. I think Scott. Uh, okay, I think it was. I know his first name's Scott. I should probably, look that. but yeah, he was an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, who Central Florida got, and then Illinois, uh, or no, sorry, going going down the list, uh, the schedule. Rutgers got uh, Ohio State's defensive coordinator. Okay, yep. um, I can't remember his name. And then Illinois got Lovey Smith, which was big. I don't think it's going to have an immediate effect on them. I mean, I think they're going to improve from last year, but I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy immediately. But then, uh, of course, Maryland has DJ Durkin. So, Durkin Donuts, baby. Yeah, five new coaches, two of them non-conference, three of them in-conference. So, yeah, and a handful, a few uh, new quarterbacks mm-hmm. taking over. So um, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I guess I'll get into my prediction. Um, I actually see just based on the way passionate Jim Harbaugh is in this year, and we've been breaking down the spring practice and the game and the new uh, the guys that are in place at the linebacker position and how he's going to probably run the two, uh, two to three def- uh, tight end sets going and the running back depth chart. Um, I think we're pretty loaded at their quarterback depth too because we got Morris and got a lot of guys. Even Peters probably has – a chance to play, even though they'll probably redshirt him. Um, we got guys that are on depth on the quarterback position. If a corn gets hurt, that Morris can go in. You got Malzone can go in. So even Spate can go in. And they have playing time. They have experience as far as being practiced and coached up, and that helps. The only one I see us losing to is at the, at the Buckeye State. I don't. See, I do not see Jim Harbaugh having us lose to Michigan State again. It's, it, it you can't. Yeah, it, it just can't happen. And this would be the year we we could blow them out, blow them away. And it really depends on how the like you were saying how these games are going and how much we're gelling and looking good. And if we're doing that, we should be able to beat Michigan State. Pretty well. I mean, in a way that I think that, you know, that they're not ready yet. They got a new quarterback, so I don't know. Um, so I'm going to say that I I see one loss on this schedule. I do. And if the two losses, I see the number two, the two loss being at Iowa. I don't see it at any other, any other other game. I don't, I, and I'm not going to pick. Pick the Michigan State game. I know they got players, but I just cannot see Jim Harbaugh losing to State. We 
Yeah. I can't I'm, see him losing that game. I can yeah. see him losing Iowa. Yeah. I cannot see this as being the year that we're going to lose the state again. Then I'd say the questions this year will start coming up to where can Jim Harbaugh, maybe through two to three years from now, beat D'Antonio. And that, then it really kind of puts Michigan State on the map that just says, hey, you know what? You don't, you, you didn't have, you had a new quarterback and you beat Michigan this year, and we had a good team, that's saying something. And I just – I I don't know if I can live with that, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, t- technically, we have a new quarterback too because yeah. chances yeah. are it's going to be O'Corn, and he has had no playing time. Um, But although he has been there for a year yeah. that Rudock did not. So yeah. that's something to mention as well. Um. I'm just going to follow up um, and kind of echo you because I am going to go ahead. I know that I was like high on things last year. I'm high on things this year um, with uh, where Harbaugh has taken the team. Um, and I'm just going to say 11 and one as well. Uh, yep. This is right. such a favorable schedule. And yeah. uh, something else that I'm going to mention is that we're going to be losing players. next. Well, you lose players every year, but we're going to be losing some bigger key players this next year. Um, And they know that like the players are going to be leaving, know that. And the team is going to know that. And not saying that 2017 is going to be a letdown or uh, not going to live up to maybe people's expectations or anything. But I just think that this year it's, it's an all in thing, Um, Mm -hmm. especially for those players that are going to be moving on. This is just so favorable for Michigan. So, I mean, I see 11 and one and I agree with you saying that the one loss coming at Ohio state or at Iowa, I don't see Jim letting D'Antonio beat him again, especially when he had him be at home this past year. I mean, it was, almost a done deal and it was the craziest finish to almost any game ever. So I don't see him letting that happen. Now, of course, everyone knows that Michigan and Michigan state are going to go all out. They know, I mean, this year it was going to be a brawl, but you didn't really know, okay, Michigan state looks like the better team. People are talking about Michigan more, but, um, is it really going to have to be, uh, outsmarting one another and pulling things out of nowhere and things like this year, it's going to be, I anticipate that there's going to be more trickery, that there's going to be like more, um, adrenaline, maybe, uh, Mm -hmm. fights and things like that. I mean, we saw about the ejection, uh, for uh, Michigan when we played Michigan state, that was a bogus call. I think it's just going to be so much more because it's at Michigan state and Michigan uh, they robbed Michigan of a victory. They did. I mean, they, they won. They legitimately won, but it was Michigan's win, and they just snatched it right from them at the end. So I don't see Harbaugh letting them win again. And like you said, I could see it being a big win for Michigan. I could see Jim just putting yeah. his foot to the uh, pedal and just – Plowing over Michigan State, I uh, I'm actually going to get into some st- more stuff about Michigan State here in a second, but um, yeah, so I see them beating that, and with those five home games at the beginning, really the only things that look 
um, worrisome are at Iowa and Ohio. I could see beating Michigan State and Ohio but then losing to oh, yeah. Iowa. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and you're right. Ohio is very beatable this year. They don't, they're not returning a lot of the, I mean, they're missing a couple key guys on defense, obviously. You know yeah. that. Obviously, Bosa, and, yeah. Uh, Bosa, you know, you got Bosa out. And then Ezekiel Elliott's gone. I mean, and it, it's just, they're going to be breaking in a couple new guys, but, you know, and that's a game, that's a team that we, that's a little bit vulnerable that we could beat. And we're not, and it it really comes down to if, if you think about it, is one of the things I always worry about every year. It seems like is the quarterback depth, and anytime I see that, I always go, you get a bad hit on a quarterback is is a corn as tough as Rudock was because Rudock absolutely was amazing this year. Because there's times I thought that hit and his neck getting snapped back. I said, he's out. There's no way he's coming back, and he's done for the year, and he would come back in. I'd go, that's got to be the toughest quarterback I've seen probably in Michigan in a long, long time, and that dude did it. And would a Cornby have that kind of uh, way that he's going to be able to do that? So I worry about, you know, if they say, hey, you know, Corn got hurt, and then uh, Morris is going to come in, will he be able to do the same thing? But um, those are the things I think about, but – I mean, would I be shocked if we were undefeated? No. I would not be shocked if this is the year we were undefeated because the teams that you're saying, Michigan State, very beatable, new quarterback, missing key guys, missing, missing uh, receivers, yeah. uh, key receivers, a uh, defense, a couple guys, big guys on defense, so they're missing a lot of key guys. Iowa, what they got going for them is their quarterback, but they're missing some guys, and Ohio's missing guys too, so... Those are teams we can roll over if we wanted to. We just, you know, we have to mentally play like where we want to win it. Yeah, yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually going to come out and say I predict eleven and one season with the loss being to Iowa. Actually, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to straight up say that that's what I'm predicting. I'm, I know that we were saying between Ohio and Iowa, but I'm going to say eleven and one. Yeah. I think our loss will come to uh, at Iowa kind of i know it's not necessarily a trap game like right before ohio or anything but it's it's kind of in the middle there between michigan State and ohio so um mm-hmm. but no, it's, a, it's an interesting yeah so actually but then to kind of take things further is then to talk about going to the big 10 championship game i don't know how much you looked into it but mm-hmm. i went ahead and looked at the schedules for michigan State and ohio because those are going to be the two teams we're competing against uh, in the East for going to the Big Ten title game. So I'm actually going to dive a little bit further and give predictions for them just because it would affect us then on our chances on going to the Big Ten title game. So looking at Michigan State first, they are going to have four games that I think are losable that are possible losses for them. And uh, so I'm actually predicting that they're going to go something like nine and three. Okay. Um, Cause they have their, their, I'm not going to go through their whole schedule, but the biggest games that are teams that they're going to be playing there out of, out of conference, they have Notre Dame. So that's going to be wow. a tough game for that's them. That's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's at Notre Dame. 
So then, oh, yeah. then uh, they'll be playing Wisconsin at home. Wisconsin's, you know, always a competitive team. But then they're going to be playing us at home. Uh, they'll be playing the Michigan Wolverines at in Lansing or in East Lansing, and they'll be playing home against Ohio. And then they'll be playing at Penn State to finish off the season. So those four games, mm. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, or I'm sorry, I mentioned five, but Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio are the biggest ones. But Penn, wrapping things up at Penn State isn't going to be the easiest thing either. But I'm predicting they're going to lose three of those games. So mm-hmm. that would mean that they would lose at least two Big Ten games um, because the mm. possibility of losing to Notre Dame, that's a non-conference game. So if Michigan goes and just has one loss, then they would surpass Michigan State. But even if they were able to win the head-to-head, though, that I'm predicting that would help them uh, pass Michigan State anyways uh, into the Big Ten, uh, depending on how the schedules break down. So thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, I see them losing to Notre Dame. Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, even though Ohio uh, took care of Notre Dame pretty easily, I mean, Notre Dame mm-hmm. is continually good each well usually uh continually good each year so and that's at Notre Dame yeah and you know obviously I don't know what this year brings for like BYU and they did very well um and Northwestern I don't know how Northwestern Northwestern is going to play um this year you know obviously they had a, a really really good defense so I don't know how many players are they're missing out on so we'll see what that brings, but yeah, uh, even Penn State playing at Penn State's a really, really rough game. Yeah. And with um, it being the last game of the year, like if yeah, Mich- if Penn yeah. State's doing good or if Penn State's doing bad, I mean they're going to be looking yep. at that game to you know to finish with a win. If it's a night game, Penn State's always really rough to beat at night for some apparent reason. They always their fans are really they turn out they turn up and man they really do well so. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, they got they got some tough games. I mean, they got a few tough games that you know they got some wonderful games, but they got you know the one in Notre Dame is just uh, that they're going to be good. So, and they actually have a I think the quarterbacks returning that they did their nice run with. So, yeah, yeah so that that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting schedule for them. And they actually well, but an interesting thing also that uh, I wanted to mention is that they have their bye week. Michigan State has their bye week extremely early. It's the second week. Wow. And yeah, so it's it, a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. convenient for them because it's before Notre Dame. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe kind of to be, like, fresh for Notre Dame, but it's very inconvenient for them, especially when it gets to when they play us because they're going to have all those games they've been playing continuous, and they'll be on the road the week before they play us too. Yeah, that's so, a bad time to have a bye week, yep. Yeah, so I wanted to mention that as well. So then, that was Michigan State. Moving on to, then to Ohio State, other team that is, we're going to be looking to compete against for the Oof. Big Ten East. Oof, that's all I can say. Yeah, you saw that? You see this? It's they've got, I see it. They've got an out, a tough out-of-conference game as well at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, fourth week, and we're talking the Sooners always recruit well, yeah. always do very, very well. They... I think their uh, quarterbacks returning. Am I? If I'm, if I know, if I'm right, and I think Oklahoma is one that quarterback that did very well beat Baylor. And yeah. 
So yeah, go ahead. Um, he, he Oklahoma is just absolutely. I, I can't see Ohio beating Oklahoma there. I just Oklahoma's too good. Yeah, and now, that that was a uh, Final Four team last year. Yeah, and yep. they they competed with uh, Clemson pretty well. So um, yeah, so that's that's a big game for them. But then they also have they have at Wisconsin and then at Penn State two weeks in a row. So that's yeah. kind of an interesting one. And then to wrap things up, this works in our favor because they actually play at Michigan State and then they play us at home for yeah. them. Yeah. So they've got two instances where they have tough games back-to-back, relatively tough games. I mean, at Wisconsin, at Penn State are never very easy. And so that's two weeks in a row. And then at the end of the season, they finish off at Michigan State and then playing Michigan at home then. Yeah, you get Mich- you get Michigan State beating them up a little bit, and then they got to play us. I mean, it's pretty favorable. So there, so so I'm hoping State does that. Yeah, I'm I'm predicting actually with them that they're going to go ten and two. I, yeah, I'm. Oh, I mean, I like that. I said, I see us beating them and Oklahoma beating them, um, and maybe if there's a chance that you know, because we said maybe we will lose to them, I see them losing somewhere in there, maybe. Maybe it's at Michigan State before they play us, or because maybe it's a trap game, or maybe um, in those two games right back to back at Wisconsin or at Penn State, or even at home against Nebraska. Nebraska has been tough for Ohio State since well, Nebraska. Well, they got a returning quarterback. Remember how well he did in the bowl game. He's a uh, he's just he's just like uh, J.T. Barrett. The guy runs. He's got a lot of uh, experience right now. He's not as great as. JT Barrett's been playing, but the guy's got wheels, and he he won their bowl, bowl game. He did very, very well. Yeah. So he's going to have a lot of experience, and I like the way he plays at, at times. If he's on his game, I see Nebraska being Ohio State. I mean, yeah. they have a good team. Yeah, they've got the possibility with it. So those are the two teams that we're going to be uh, competing against for the Big Ten East, most likely. And both of them look to be getting at least two losses. And at least one, if not two of them, in conference. So looking even more favorable for Michigan, um, they're, like I pointed out, Ohio's, Michigan has a favorable schedule. Ohio State is not. And Michigan State is kind of like in the middle. They've got, uh, obviously, Notre Dame, which isn't easy, but they don't have anything too crazy as uh, several back-to-back games and then playing, you know, um, somebody right before Ohio State. They have Rutgers right before Ohio State. So nothing too crazy as Ohio State. So in, in difficulty of schedule, I see it as Ohio most difficult, Michigan State next difficult, us being the least difficult. So, I mean, look, all this stuff is lining up for a good year for Michigan. Um, not guaranteeing it, but just, you know, saying that that's predicting it and everything. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it's great to look at, great to break down. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about it with yeah, everything that's been going on. Yeah, I am too, and it looks like we're gonna have great receivers, great, amazing tight ends. I mean, what it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we're gonna have Dar- Darbo and Chesson, but to to see who's in that slot position, I'm guessing Perry or somebody like that. But you know, maybe it's somebody we don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the blocking tight end was because AJ Williams is out, or is gone. So we'll see. You know, because he did such a great job blocking that, you know, maybe there'll be somebody else stepping in. But, um, 
we were talking about the running backs in that position is I think we're going to run the three, three or four running backs um, going, which is not bad. It's probably not a bad thing because you're always going to have somebody, you're going to have relief. And, you know, if Evian Smith gets tired and you get somebody else going in and yeah, well, actually, on that topic, uh, I I wrote this down because we had mentioned how Ty Isaac was looking good. Um, yeah. Uh, people had mentioned that with uh, practices and everything. Smith and Ty Isaac are right there, you know, at the top and everything. So you you're right. I agree with you. It looks like it's going to probably be a three or four back setup and everything. So it does leave that opening for Walker to fit into that rotation um and mm-hmm. i know that everybody loves red shirting when you can but walker's been really determined to play so i i kind of anticipate that he's gonna be playing this year he's i don't think he's gonna start or anything but he's gonna be in that rotation yeah i mean if you think about it i mean what would it be to say could kareem walker be the or somebody like um like that that he could come in and and be that uh Chris Perry that at Michigan who ran, I think they gave him the ball to him like 45 to 50 times and just outran the Buckeyes. He actually won that game himself at Michigan. And I remember they just kept giving him the rock because they couldn't stop him. Yeah. And, you know, that's somebody, something that rock, a Walker can do. Well, we haven't had a running back like that for a long time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, the whole drama of Walker having been previously been committed to Ohio State, so I mean that's that's just going to make the game even more interesting this year, especially oh, if he's yeah. playing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, or it could be Kingston Davis. I'd like to see what he does. Maybe he'll play a couple games, and it will be really interesting. Is is to look at the schedule for Michigan, and it, let's say, for instance, you take a Hawaii game, and you say, hey, you know what? We're winning that game. Let's say we're up by three touchdowns. Morris is going to get in there and play. He'll start. You take a corn out, and Morris will start. That means he's got game time. You see F is a blowout. You're going to get some of the, like you said, Walker, Kingston Davis are going to get some touches. Higdon probably get some touches, things like that. Guys you wouldn't expect are going to start getting playing experience. And if you look at that, those three games right here, Hawaii, UCF, and Colorado, are all games in the very beginning of the schedule that you actually can get these uh, new guys, some experience, some playing time that with Hoke, uh, Morris never had a chance to because we're always behind. Remember, some of those games we could, uh, what? We couldn't even win, and we're like, we're barely holding on to the teams we should be beaten by three or four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that really hurt us, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, like we've said with the quarterback play and everything, I I feel good about O'Corn being the one who's going to start. And like you're mentioning the quarterback depth, Craig, that is going to be key. And this, just another thing about this schedule being so favorable, um, what you said earlier about how we started off playing Utah last year, and now we have five straight home games, and the first three of them, especially the first two, look like yeah. really easy games. So all these players can play. You can get this gelling. You can see how players are doing, and you can just you can work into the season rather than like being dumped right into yeah. the season and diving head first. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine saying, "Hey, Hawaii, we're up three touchdowns in the third quarter or fourth quarter, let's say, 
And you throw in Morris and you say, hey, you know what, Corn, we're going to sit you and we're going to start giving Kareem Walker more touches, giving Kingston Davis more touches. We're going to get some of our um, recruits that we just got for a receiver, um, some touches, and now they're going to play some. And, I mean, that's just absolutely cool. That's cool. I yeah. mean, I, I totally see Jim Harbaugh saying, look, we got to get these guys some experience because if they get hurt or something like that happens. And I remember Brady Hoke, and I – I was in a car with somebody and I was driving and I'm listening to this game and I'm like, this game is coming down to the last minute against Akron. No, oh, yeah. Akron about out of all the schools, we should be beaten by three or four touchdowns. I'm like having a fit because none of our de- our quarterbacks can get in there because we're barely winning this game. And I'm frustrated as all can be because we can barely beat this teams. And I said, this is not looking good for Michigan all year round because none of these second um, tier guys can even get in there to play. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was so ap- aggravating, and I, this is very favorable favorable for us. Yeah, and not, and I want to make sure to mention that you never want to go in and disrespect your opponent. You want oh, to no. go in and mm-hmm. know that it's you need to compete and win. So I'm not saying that they don't even need to prepare or, you know, be ready mentally for these games. Every every game is serious. So this is none of this is guaranteed. But that being said, and not to downplay it, but it's almost as if Michigan is almost getting preseason before the season starts. Like the NFL has their preseason where it's just like, oh, yeah, put everybody in. You can do all this stuff, you know, get get your Mm -hmm. second tier guys in there, even your third tier. Check it out. I mean, especially Hawaii and UCF, I anticipate those to be really easier, uh, a lot easier of games. They'll be able to treat it probably more like a preseason game. And then maybe Colorado, too. Then the season really starts with uh, Mm -hmm. facing Wisconsin and Penn State at home. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want you want to get those guys experience, and that's um, I think the problem that Hoke had is getting these guys to, like you said, to really say, "Hey, we're not looking past Akron, but we should be able to not only not barely beat them, but we should put our foots on our throats and just keep balling, so we can get some of these." guys that are sitting on the bench get some playing time to get some experience because, you know, the injuries happen. They happen every year, and you want those guys to know what it's like to play, and a lot of them didn't. And you saw that with Morris. We saw that with Morris is he never had any chance to really time to play, and they threw him in there, obviously, for the bowl game, and it didn't look very good. So Yeah. Yep, for sure. So, I mean, that's – kind of covering I know not everything but definitely a lot of it I mean so I guess um just something that I want to mention and I know that I've said it before but since we're doing 2016 predictions I'll say and a lot of people are saying and talking about but uh Peppers will be in the talk for Heisman at the beginning of the season during the season, maybe maybe not a finalist, depending how things pan out, but he's going to be in the talk. I see that coming. Mm-hmm. But I really do predict that throughout the entire season, he's going to wind up with a rushing touchdown, a reception touchdown, a punt return touchdown, and a passing touchdown. 
maybe even a defensive touchdown. That's going to be really tough to say because, I mean, you're talking about getting a fumble or getting uh, interception or something like that. But I, I do see him doing those others. He uh, He's going to be all of them. You know, just talking about it, I think it would be hilarious. I don't think that they would, but um, for using him with trick plays, it would be great. I would love it if they did this. And with those first few games, with being able to put people in at quarterback, I would love it if they put Jabril Peppers at quarterback for uh, an entire sequence. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you saw him probably out of the Wildcat a couple times. And yeah. Played there. So that was obviously possible. So, and you saw Jim Harbaugh using him as a decoy. So I expect him to do the same. Use uh, Peppers, put him in some plays. And then Susie goes in there, you know, what does the, the team do? They usually just say, hey, uh-oh, Pepper's in. Let's just keep your eye on that guy. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But that's pretty cool that he's a, he's that good and dynamic of a player that he's a great decoy. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think it'd be great to keep him in there. To, I mean, maybe, maybe you want to keep it and save it, but it's just like, you know, put him in there put him in the wildcat and then, you know, run a few plays where he just runs or maybe hands it off or something, but then do some plays where he fakes like he's going to run and then he passes. I mean, it's, it's going to be almost like endless possibilities with them because I mean, uh, having really what he threw like one pass last year, I think, or tried to throw one pass, but the yeah. play broke down. So, I mean, I yeah. think he's got the potential to do stuff like uh, more passing things like that. So just want to mention that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. I mean, 2016, man, uh, I know we're in the year, but we're not in the season yet, and the season just can't get here soon enough, so. Yeah, well, you know, and I was looking at the schedule, and this is kind of sad, is I just noticed that the spring game is April 1st, and I'm going to be in Florida. What? (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, April 1st, yeah. Dude, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, I, I, I leave. I, I leave March thirtieth. You just realized that. Well, ah. I don't know. I'm like going. I, for some apparent reason, I thought it was later in April. And yeah, I got people. You know, some Twitter fans and some guys that are like, "Hey, you want to? I'd like to meet up with you at the spring game." And I'm like, "Yeah, sounds pretty good." And then I realized it's April first, and I'm like, "Dang, really? That early? Is it always that early?" Man, well, geez, now now only half of us will, well, actually, I can't guarantee yet, but it looks like only half of the show will be represented there. Come on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll just give Brandon a hand sunglasses and call him Craig for the night and have people. Yeah, you could do that. We don't, we kind of look totally different, though. I know, but I'll, I'll just go, <laughs> go along with it. Um, he's young and I'm older, so. If anybody doesn't know that. Hey, you're using the O word, man. I know. Well, it's true. Brandon, uh, Brandon and I might say it behind your back, but we haven't said it to your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, um, hey. I, it's a little disappointing, so, but yeah. there you go. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do with it what we can. We'll do some planning and everything. I think it'll be good. So, and then, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a game here during the season at some point. But, um. Yeah, a good episode. Great to get feedback from fans and listeners uh, to get their insight and everything. Don't really have a set um, topic for next week, but I will say 
whatever is going on with Michigan football, usually the hot topics we'll we'll bring it up and we'll talk about. So obviously, if sums up with uh, Harbaugh and social media, or if something new comes out about uh, practices and maybe up and coming players, anything that's going on between now and Sunday night. Uh, send us some tweets, email. We prefer voicemails. We love getting be, being able to get our listeners' voices here on the show. Um, but yeah, talk to us um, all the time throughout the week, and we'll look to include your information uh, and opinions and thoughts in the show. So, with that being said, uh, you can reach us on email at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter. We're at Blue Bros underscore, and then our names, so that's at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And then you can also connect with us on our voicemail. Like I said, that's kind of my preferred method of communication. That's 551-258-3276. Again, that's 551-BLUE-BRO. If you're looking for the show, we've got different platforms that we're on. We obviously are on SoundCloud. That's where we've started. That's been a good location for us. But you can also now find us on iTunes as well as Stitcher and TuneIn. All those are online. Some of them have their own own apps as well. And uh, please, if you can, give us a follow or uh, some of them you can subscribe to and leave us some ratings. I know iTunes does ratings. And uh, when people just kind of click and look at our show, they look at the reviews and just see what people are talking about. And so that would be helpful for our show. We really appreciate it. Show's been going great. Uh, always enjoy yeah. it every week. So, uh, Craig. We, do. we love the Twitter responses people give us. It's really good. Uh, we enjoy it and reading some of them. And um, sometimes we love the little trolls that we like. <laughs> Yeah, that we get we we don't mind. I mean, as long as you argue facts and you know get some good points, I'll acknowledge that and say that's a good point. You know, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But, that's a um, good point, but you suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, find us on Twitter. We're kind of active on there once you know quite a bit. So we like to see what people think. You know, we got a uh, few few guys that follow us. Um, pretty well and we really really appreciate that and what they say and what they uh their feedback so yep and so actually before we sign off craig i got a quick question for you are you gonna be games trivia? no 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 trivia no trivia not yet we'll, <laughs> we'll bring the book back out but uh are you okay. are you gonna be gaming tonight i'm gonna be gaming tonight man all right sweet yeah I'll catch you. I got it. Well, first of all, I got to let Twitter fans know that I got it, or let our fans know. Just Caleb's got to help me out because <laughs> he's I'm leveled down, he's leveled up, and he's got to get me through some of these missions. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll help you as, out as much as I can, yeah. but I I don't want to level up too too much more. So we'll we'll have to keep our yeah. eye on that. But sweet, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. It's already yeah. late. it's already late, but for us, the night is young. So yeah. Okay, well, with that being said, uh, always appreciate everybody listening in. We hope you all have a great week, and as always, go blue. Go blue.